Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right, all right. This is Elder G. Bazaar. This is Elder G. Bazaar coming to you, Watchman on the Wall. End time. Global link ministry calling on our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is a pleasure to be with you tonight. It's kind of cold, I know, and a lot of people inside now. It's a good time to listen to the Word of God and find out what's going on in our world today. We do thank the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the one that is, the one that was, and the one to come, the Almighty, the Everlasting Father. We recognize those that's in the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, looking for the blessed hope of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There's one thing we do know. There's one thing we do know. If you know the Word of God, if you know Jesus Christ, as Lord has said, we know that he is coming back to the earth. Yes, indeed, Jesus Christ is coming back to this earth. And he's coming back first to get the church. He's going to remove his body because his body has been here on this 2,000 years proclaiming the gospel of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm talking about the true born-again believers. I'm talking about the ones that's on fire for God. I'm talking about the ones that's able to talk about every subject that's in the Bible, in the Bible, from creation to revelation, from the cross on down to the millennium reign and the return of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Willing to talk about the seven-year tribulation that's coming up on the earth. Willing to talk about the wars that's going to hit the planet pretty soon. And the stock market's going to fall. And the economy is going to collapse. And men are going to be caught up in fear for the fearful things that's going to come up on this earth. And I'm here to let you know I'm watching on the wall, looking for the blessed hope of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you for the ones that are here tonight listening to the word. Amen. I'm going to try to go two hours tonight. Amen. Give you some vital information on what's going on in our planet today. We recognize that Satan is a loose. He's loose. He's loose. He's been loose ever since the Garden of Eden. He's been loose ever since the Old Testament and the end of the Old Testament. He's been loose ever since the birth of Jesus Christ until Christ comes back again. And when Christ comes back again, Satan, Satan and Lucifer, Beelzebub, and all his angels, all his wicked forces, all his cohorts, all his demons and devils will be bound, bound, in were the bottomless pit. That's where we're going to come from. We're going to come from the 20th chapter of Revelation this afternoon, this evening, and give you some biblical information that what Jesus Christ did 2,000 years ago is almost concluded. It's almost over. It's almost to come to the pinnacle point of the return of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 2,000 years ago, 2,000 years, God Almighty, listen to what I'm saying. God Almighty came to this earth. He sent his son, himself, Christ, 
2,000 years ago, God prepared himself a body and came down here and it took 42 generations from the time of Adam all the way over to the time of the birth of Jesus Christ, 42 generations. Now listen, God Almighty, God's self-existent one, God the Alpha, God the Omega, the beginning and the end, came down here in a form of a man, and that man is Jesus Christ. Who is Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ is God Almighty, period. He will be. He always has been. And he was manifested in the flesh, seen of angels, justified by the Spirit, came down here, stayed down here 33 and one-half years. And guess what? He died, he rose, and he's coming back again to get a church without a spot or wrinkle. And there was no Santa Claus. There was no reindeers. There was no, no kind of candy or Christmas tree around when Christ was born because the birth of Jesus Christ has nothing to do with Santa Claus. I'm going to tell you that right now. And the reason why people, amen, can't understand what happened, what happened 2,000 years ago. God, almighty, God of the heaven and universe, God became man. That's what I want. And he shed his blood. He shed his blood for mankind. He shed his blood for your sins, my sins, sins of the whole round world. Because every man, every woman, every boy, every girl that was ever born was born in sin. Born cut off from God. No way back to God. But God provided a way, the only way. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can get to the Father but by me. Let's bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you, Lord, this, this hour, this day, Lord, because we love you. We come in here because we want to teach the word, preach the word, explain the word, proclaim the word. That this God that I'm talking about, this God that became man, this God, amen, that came down through 42 generations, this God uh, that was born uh, through Mary uh, wrapped in swaddling clothes, not that God was born, amen, but his son, he sent himself. In other words, God became human, all right? God became human, was born sinless. He was born perfect. He was born separated from sin. He became a sin barrier for us. He became sin. That by him it becomes sin, he was able to take our sins and nail them to the cross whoo, and pay the debt. Pay the debt that sin brings. And what do sin bring? Death. Death. Sin brings death. The world is living in death now. There are dead men walking. There are dead men that don't know who Jesus Christ is. There are dead young teenagers who don't know Jesus Christ is. There are people in jail that's dead. There's people in church that's dead. There's people going around the world, every continent, that's dead. They don't know who the great God is. And the great God is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the very one that suffered and died on Calvary's cross for you, and the world is rejecting him right now. The world don't want it. The world don't want the sacrificial death. They don't want to shed blood. 
They don't want to repent. They don't want to turn to God and turn from their evil, wicked ways. And so guess what? The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is our eternal life. Satan knows his time is running out. Satan knows that. There's no escape. And this is what's going to happen to Satan in the future. Shortly in the future, in the book of Revelation, you got your Bible, get them out. Amen. Get your Bibles out and turn to the 20th chapter. It might not mean nothing to you now, but let me tell you, this is real. This is authentic. The whole Bible is real. The whole Bible was written by holy men, and they were moved by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, inspired them through God himself to write the word of God and let us know exactly where we came from, what we're supposed to be doing, where we're going, and when it's going to be done. It's in the word of God. Listen to what John the Revelator wrote in the 20th chapter. In the 20th chapter of Revelation, it says, Then I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. This angel is going to have permission to open the pit with a great chain in his hand. Now, this year will happen, this, this will happen after the seven-year tribulation is concluded up on the earth. When the seven-year tribulation is over, finally we're at the end of the seven-year tribulation. It's going to take seven years for God to judge the world, and he's going to judge it starting pretty soon. He's already in judgment now. The world is being judged. The church is being judged. Every person on the planet right now is being judged. And your decision will be made by what? If you receive Christ or if you reject Christ. You have an opportunity to receive Christ through repentance of your sins and confessing with your mouth and believe with your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead the Bible says, thou shalt be saved. In other words, believe that Jesus Christ is God Almighty through and through, 110%. And that God became flesh. And that God suffered and died on Calvary's cross. That he was born of a virgin Mary. That he healed the sick. He raised the dead. He cast out devils. He did wonderful works. 33 and one half years. Never a man ever did anything what Jesus does. And what Jesus done, no man can ever do again or never do again because there's no man greater than the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and that is God himself. And he suffered and died for me, my sins, my lies, my fornication, my adultery. He died. He died for my backbiting, my hypocrisy. He died. And when he died, and I confess it with my mouth and bleed with my heart. He sanctified my soul with the blood of his own blood. He sanctified my soul and set me apart to be a witness for him, to be a service to him, to be a light for him, to be in a, 
uh, an ambassador for him and let the world know that this Christ that I'm talking about is on his way back to this earth. But before he come back, there must come a seven-year tribulation. The seven-year tribulation is in the making right now. So after the seven-year tribulation, guess what's going to happen? Christ is going to come back with the church, with the church, at the battle of Armageddon, at the battle of Armageddon, at the end of the seven-year tribulation. When he comes back at the end of the seven-year tribulation, he's going to wipe out the armies of the world that turns against the Jewish people and against the holy city, Jerusalem. He's going to wipe out those that rejected him. He's going to wipe out those that ridicule him. He's going to wipe out those that reject him. Why? Because they reject the only begotten son of God, the only one that can save their souls, and they rejected it. But at the end of the tribulation period, God is going to dispatch an angel from heaven in the 20th chapter of Revelation, and he's going to have the key of a bottomless pit that's in the heart of the earth and a great chain in his hand. This chain is considered to be a chain of authority. This angel will have the authority to take hold. Let's see what it says. You see what it says in the Bible. Don't don't go by what I'm thinking and what I'm I'm trying to. Let's go by the Bible. See what the Bible says. The Bible says the second verse. He laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, who is the devil, and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. What's going to happen? God Himself is going to send an angel down to take hold of old Satan and cast him into the bottomless pit, and he's going to be bound in the heart of the earth for 1,000 years. 1,000 years. Satan will be locked up. See, he's been roaming the earth for the last 6,000 years. He's been roaming the earth. He's been destroying men's lives. He's been killing and murdering and raping. He's been doing everything he can think of to keep people away from acknowledging the love of God through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And when he is bound, he will be bound in the heart of the earth for 1,000 years, the bottomless pit. It's in the heart of the earth. And he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should not deceive the nations no more till the 1,000 years were finished. After these things, he must be released for a little while. This is the third verse in the 20th chapter of Revelation. After Satan would be bound for a thousand years, he would be in the heart of the earth, he would be in prison, he would serve his time, and his time is 6,000 years. And he only, when, he come, when Christ comes back, He's going to give the angel permission to take hold of him and put him in the bottomless pit and set a seal on him that he should deceive the nations no more. There ain't no more deception. All the deceiving that he have done is going to stop when he put him in the bottomless pit. He's been deceiving men, women, nations, kingdoms, 
He's been deceiving and deceiving and lying and, 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 and killing and murdering for 6,000 years. He's still doing it. But now he's going to be put in the bottomless pit for 1,000 years and lock up. In other words, he's a, he's a royal convict. He's a low-down, dirty, rotten convict. And God said, I don't had enough of you. I'm going to let you be bound. I'm going to bind you for a thousand years in the bottomless pit, and you will not have anything to do with what? The millennium reign. Because that's what's getting ready to happen. But the millennium reign cannot occur until the seven years of tribulation be fulfilled upon the earth. The seven-year tribulation is yet to be fulfilled. It's going to take seven years of judgment up on the earth for God to judge the world during the tribulation period. But after the tribulation period is over, Armageddon will take place and God will destroy the armies of the world at the end of the tribulation period, and then he's going to bind Satan for a thousand years, and then he's going to start the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. Satan will have no part. Demons will have no part. Lion spirits won't have no part. The Nephilim won't have no part. The giants of ancient of time will have no part. Demons and devils and cohorts and cyborgs will have no part in the millennium reign because the whole clan will be bound with Satan in the bottomless pit for 1,000 years, locked up. I want you to soak this in your head now because this is going to happen. This is literally going to happen. I bet you, I, I put my life on the line. This is going to happen. I know this is going to happen. I can see it happening. Time of Satan is running out. Go set a seal on it that he should not deceive the nation no more until a thousand years is finished. But after these things, he must be released. For a little while, in other words, after the millennium reign is over, and God will give humanity to repopulate the earth in the period of a thousand years, and those that got saved during the millennium uh, 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 millennium reign will be delivered, and those that rejected Christ during the time of the millennium reign will be in hell because they reject Jesus Christ during the time of the millennium reign. The millennium reign, man will be brought back to this original age. In other words, men will be able to live 300, 400, 500, 600, 700, 800, 900 years. They'll be able to live a thousand years during the millennium reign because God is going to replenish the earth, amen, with the population. You say, well, how do you know that? Listen to what he said in the book of Isaiah. Let's see what Isaiah say about this year millennium reign, what it looked like in the book of Isaiah. Amen. This is no joke. This is real. This is authentic. This is unique. This is God's word. Listen in the 13th chapter. In the third, I mean, in the 11th chapter of Isaiah, let's see what Isaiah says about this. Isaiah says in the 11th chapter, yeah, good God Almighty. All right. This is the millennium reign in which 
Jesus Christ will rule out of Jerusalem. He will be the King of kings and the Lord of lords. 11th chapter says, There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow up out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge of the fear of the Lord. This is during the millennium reign. These seven spirits, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. This is only during the millennium reign. Jesus Christ is not ruling mankind now. Jesus Christ, Satan is ruling mankind. Mankind has been ruled by Satan for the last 6,000 years. But during the millennium reign, Christ will rule. God will rule. And he will rule with what? He will rule. The spirit of the Lord shall be rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. Millennium reign. This is what Isaiah is talking about right now. And guess what? Listen to this. Check this out. Without Jesus Christ, God himself, coming to this earth 2,000 years ago, born in a manger, wrapped in swallowing clothes, born of a virgin Mary, if Jesus wouldn't have been baptized by John the Baptist, went up in the wilderness and been tempted of Satan, picked out 12 men for his disciples, did miracles all through Jerusalem and did miracles that man could even comprehend. But all that he did, there's one thing he had to do. Somebody had to die for the sins of the world. Somebody had to die for every lowdown, dirty, rotten, conniving sin that Satan has mustered up since the Garden of Eden. And he's been tearing up people's souls and damning them into hell. Why? Because men reject the mercy of God, reject the birth of Jesus Christ, reject the baptism of Jesus Christ, reject the miracles of Jesus Christ, reject the suffering of Jesus Christ, reject the resurrection of Jesus Christ, reject the dying and coming back to the from the grave of Jesus Christ. They said he didn't die. They said he wasn't Jesus Christ. They said he wasn't the God's son. They said he wasn't nothing. He was a waste of time. But that's a lying wonder. He was God himself because there's no other name given under heaven whereby men can be saved in the name of Jesus. Mohammed can't do it. No denomination can't do it. No Baptist can't do it. None, none whatsoever. No cult can't do it. Satan can't do it. Lucifer can't do it. What Jesus Christ did only God could do it to him because he was himself in the flesh. Woo! Lord, have mercy. Can't you get it? Salvation is a gift of God. Free. Can't pay for it. Can't jump up and down for it. Can't run for it. The Bible said if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, the Bible says, Thou shalt be saved. And the world today is going to hell because they won't 
accept Jesus Christ as Lord to the glory of God. They won't accept his blood that he shed on Calvary's cross. They won't accept nothing when it comes down to the real deal in the word of God because he came, he died, he dropped his head, he went in the grave, got up on the third day morning, he did it. You can't change it. I can't change it. No form of theological can change it. Why? Because the order is already set. When Jesus Christ dropped his head between the locks of his shoulder and said, It is finished. That's what it means. It's finished. And the world now getting ready to come to a close. And just before it comes to a close, we will find out that many Bible prophecies are being fulfilled. We'll get back to that later. But here's the millennium reign now in the 11th chapter of Isaiah. And he said, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ear. But with righteousness, he shall judge the poor and decide the equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth, the rod of his mouth. And with his breath of his lips, he shall slay the wicked. You, when Christ comes back, he's going to slay the wicked. Why? Because he's going to get rid of those that rejected him. No, God is not just going to destroy people just for the fun of it. He don't, he don't want to see nobody perish. He wants to see everybody saved. But the world said, I don't want to be saved. I don't need that stuff. I don't have to have that stuff. My mama was a Baptist. My, my daddy was a Presbyterian. Oh, I go to church. Oh, I do this and I do that. But that's not salvation. Salvation only comes by the blood of Jesus Christ. What are you going to do? He's going to strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. And with the breath of his lips, he shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his lines, and faithfulness, the belt of his weight. During the millennium reign, righteous will magnify itself. Righteous will be proclaimed. Why? Because Christ is going to be here on this earth, and he's going to have Satan bound in the bottomless pit, and people who came through the tribulation period, this is what I'm saying, came through the tribulation period and made it through in their natural bodies and received Christ at the end of the tribulation period, they will have permission to go into the millennium reign and reproduce the population. There has to be a population production. And Jesus Christ is going to save those through the tribulation period that's born in their natural bodies, go into the millennium reign and repopulate the earth for the last time to give man one last opportunity to prove to him, to prove to him there's one sin you cannot blame on the devil. There's one sin that's going to sin and drive every soul to hell and that sin is unbelief. God's going to prove to mankind it is necessary. It's got to be. It has to be. You need it. A new birth. You've got to be born again before you can ever live with God Almighty. And the new birth 
comes from the burial, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The new birth comes by repentance from your sin, your lying self. You trying to cheat God. You trying to fool God. You trying to have a form of God and ain't got no power. You hypocrite. You are telling Jesus, you telling people that you are saved and you don't know nothing about the changed life that Jesus Christ can bring. The Bible says you know, you know, you know, you pass from death to life because you love the brother. If a man say he loved God and hate his brother, he's a liar and the truth is not in him. The Bible says if you have the son, hey, you have the father. He said the father and son is one. The father sent the son to be the situation for our sin, and Jesus Christ became flesh, which is God Almighty, and suffered and died on Calvary's cross and got up from the grave for what? Your sins, my sins. There ain't no such thing as working your way to heaven. God do not have no respect to a person. God don't care what color you are, how, how long you've been in your denomination. He don't care how much you've been praying and singing and shouting. He don't care nothing about that. What he cares about is that you turn from your sins and repent of your sins and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Otherwise, hell will be your home. And the world today is on its way to hell. Sad to say, the world of today is on its way to hell. Sad to say, it's hard to say, but it's in the Bible. Broad is the way that leadeth into destruction. Broad is the way that on its way to hell. Narrow is the way. Straight is the gate that leadeth into life. And very few people will find it. Very few people will find Christ and accept Jesus Christ. Down through the annals of time. Very few people. But broad is a way that leadeth into destruction. And what? And many, many thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands on top of thousands will take the broad way. And the world today is taking the broad way. They're sinning against God and spitting at God and denying God and rejecting God and telling God to take a flying leap and tell him to take the cross and the blood and the shed blood of his darling son and take it to some other planet. We don't want it. We don't need it. But there's a Bible saying, ooh, whatever man soweth, that shall he also reap. And if you reap destruction, you want to get destruction. But if you reap, reap love and sow love and a changed life, God will reward you with eternal life through his son, Jesus Christ. The millennium reign, the last opportunity for God to give man a proof of what he's really made out of. Listen to this. Righteousness shall be the better of his lines. The faithfulness, the better of his ways. Now, here we are at the millennium reign. Six. Verse, 11th chapter, 6th verse, 6th verse. This is the millennium reign. I read this before you down to the 5th chapter to give you how this is going to be and who's going to be the ruler. I want God to rule. I want God's millennium kingdom. I want God's love. I want God's blood through his son, Jesus Christ. 
I want his mercy. I want everything God has to give me tonight. And that is preach the word in season and out of season. Let the world know that there is no other name given under heaven whereby men can be saved than the name of Jesus Christ. I don't care if you're a bishop. I don't care if you're a preacher. I don't care if you're a doctor of divinity. I don't care if you have not been born again. You cannot enter in the kingdom of God. And those that come through the millennium reign in their natural body, they must be born again in order to reproduce and repopulate the earth because the wicked will be destroyed. You hear what I said now? I didn't get no name out. I said the wicked. They're unbelieving. Let me show you what. Woo, Lord, have mercy. Let me show you where the wicked is going. The 21st chapter of, 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 of Revelation is where the wicked is going. This is the wicked. He who overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the sexual immoralities, the sorcerers, the idolaters, all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. This is the wicked, the wicked, the unbelieving. Those that do not believe that Jesus Christ is God Almighty, that he died and rose again, and by his blood men can be redeemed. When people reject that and ignore that and spit at that and they die in their sins, hell, I say hell will be their home. My mama, my daddy, my sister, my education, my good, my little, little good, the so-called good looks that I have, it ain't going to get me in heaven. The color of my skin, it ain't going to get me to heaven. The name of my denomination is not going to get me to heaven. Nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ. And when a sinner repents with a contrite spirit, a broken spirit, a spirit to turn from sin and degradation and lying and immorality and idolaters and murderers and abominable and the cowards and the unbelieving when they turn from their sins and fall on their knees and confess with their mouth and believe with their heart and let the world know it. Let the world know it. Jesus Christ said, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed before you before my Father. If you deny me, I will deny you before my Father. Let me tell you something. If you deny Christ today and you die, you're going to hell. If you're ashamed of Jesus Christ and you die, you're going to hell because, number one, you cannot be ashamed of the one that died for your sin and turned you around from the gates of hell and got you on the road of holiness and got you on the road to heaven, you cannot turn around once you receive Jesus Christ. Why? Because Jesus Christ said, I'm going to save you, and when I save you, I'm going to save you forever. I'm going to save you so no man can pluck you out of my hand. No, he said, I'm not going to save you by your works because your works can't save you. I'm going to save you by grace through faith, not not ourselves, least any man should both. So you know we're, you know we're going to hell. There it is. The cowards, I'll read that again, the cowards, 
those that's hiding behind their religion and won't confess Christ. Listen to this. They're unbelieving. They're unbelieving. The ones that, the ones that don't believe. The abominable, the homosexuals, the punks, the lesbians, animal incest. We got all kinds of sex activity in the world today that will bother your mind. It's abominable to God. God hates it. God said, if you don't turn from that, and repent and accept my son Jesus Christ, you're going to burn in hell. Sorcerers, all the drug addicts that's in drugs on the way to hell. Idolaters on the way to hell. All liars. Who is a liar? A liar is anyone. Listen to what I'm saying. Anyone that denies that Jesus Christ came in the flesh and deny that Jesus Christ is God's son and that Jesus Christ is God Almighty is a liar. They are lying. They're telling the biggest lie that ever can be told because Jesus Christ is God Almighty. Jesus Christ did shed his blood. His blood has enough power to save the world in one split second, but the world won't receive it. The only way the world can be saved is every fall, every, 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 every man, boy, girl, every drunkard, every liar, every prostitute fall on their knees right now. In 24 hours, the Lord can save the whole world. But the world said, we don't want to be saved. We want to do what we want to do and still go to heaven. Well, you're not going to be able to do that because God is not going to tolerate sin in heaven. This is where they're going to have their part. And all liars should have their part in the lake. Not Lake Michigan, not Lake Huron, not, not Lake Houston, no lake earthly lake. This lake which what? Which burns this is which burns with fire and what? Brimstone. What is it? Which is the second death. There's two deaths. There's a spiritual death and there's a physical death. The physical death is separation from the body. A spiritual death is separation from God. And when you're born in sin, you're born separated from God, period. And if you die separated from God, that means you have to pay for your own sins because you rejected the, the atonement that Jesus Christ made for your soul, and you said, now I'm willing to go to hell and suffer for my own sins. Just let me enjoy this life. Just let me have a whole lot of fun. Just let me do what I want to do. I don't need no Jesus Christ. But most of the people won't recognize that they need a Savior until they inhale. Did you not know that? Most people will not recognize that they needed Jesus until they inhale. There's some people in hell now that died today. Some going to die tomorrow. They inhale now, recognize it. I Never accepted Christ. That's why I'm here. Some die 
Some died in the sleep. Some died in the accident. Some died murdering. Some died killing. Some died with an overdose. Some died in a car wreck. They're dying. They're dying every day. And the only time they find out that they really, really, really will say is when they look up from the pits of hell and say, oh, what a fool I was. I enjoyed the earth this night. I had all the women. I had all the money. I had all the fame. I had all the glory. I had all the riches. I had everything. I had good time. But now the good time is gone forever. You will never, 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 never have an enjoyable life in hell. Never. Never. The only enjoyable life you will have is when you accept Jesus Christ and you ascend to heaven. Ooh and live with Jesus Christ forever, not because of what you didn't do or what you did or what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you didn't. You thought it was was a joke. Apostle Paul said, preaching of the cross to those that perish, people who are going to hell, preaching of the cross to them is foolishness. But unto us that are saved, it is the power of God and to salvation through Jesus Christ. So you want to know who's going to hell? All the lost. All the lost. All the Christ rejectors. Mainly all the Christ rejectors. Those that laugh at Christ. Those that play with Christ. Those that use his name in vain. Those that thought he never was the son of God. Those that said the cross wasn't nothing. Well, let me tell you, if you miss heaven, the worst you would accept it, Jesus Christ. But that one thing about that, one thing about that, all the wishing in the world is never is going to bring you redemption in hell. you got to have redemption now and receive Christ in your life. So, in the millennium reign, it's going, this is what's going to happen in the millennium reign. Listen, what, listen what it says. 11th chapter Isaiah. Listen what it says. It says, the wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the young goat. The calf and the young lion and the fattened together. And the child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze in the field. The young ones shall lie down together. The lion shall eat straw like an ox. The nursing child shall play with the cobra with the cobra's hole. And the weaned child shall put his hand in the viper's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. Listen to this. Listen to this. Glory be to God. Listen to this scripture. Listen to the ninth verse. He said, For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord. The world now is not full of the knowledge of the Lord. Why? Because Satan is a loot. Satan is damning souls. Satan is running to and fro. Satan is the prince of power of the air. Satan is in churches. Satan is everywhere as far as where wickedness is at. And he is rabid. He is mad. Wars on every continent. Men are killing one another. Men are raping one another. Children are being used as porno. My God, babies have been slaughtered. 
Men are going crazy. Men are making bombs and rockets and all kinds of poison, uh, ABC biological warfare. Men have lost their mind. Men are ripping the earth apart, trying my earth climbing. It ain't going to happen here. Why? Because Satan is raving like a lion, and he's trying to destroy the humanity of what God has made. But God said yes. You are going to be victorious only one way. It's because the people are accepting you. They won't accept me, but if they don't accept me, they've got to be punished with Lucifer and Satan. So during the millennium reign, Satan will be bound. Do you hear me? There won't be no whole houses during the millennium reign. There won't be no drunken deeds. There won't be no uh, church buildings. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. There won't be no football and basketball. We'll be serving the Lord and doing his work. Why? There won't be no time for celebrity signing and Hollywood movie stars. There won't be no time for no rap song. There won't be no time for no uh, uh, off-the-brand so-called religions because there ain't going to be no religion in heaven. It's going to be salvation. It's going to be Jesus Christ. It's going to be love and joy. It's going to be peace for a thousand years. Satan will be bound, 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 bound in the pits of hell for a thousand years. Listen what it says. The nursing child shall play with the cobra's hole, and the weaned child shall put his hand in the viper's bead. They shall not hurt nor destroy in my holy mountain. The earth shall be full of the knowledge of who? The knowledge of the Lord. In other words, during the millennium reign, it will be nothing but the Lord first, Lord first, Lord first, Lord first, Lord first, Lord God Almighty first. Jesus Christ will rule out of Jerusalem. Jerusalem will be the capital of the world. That's what Jesus Christ is going to set up his millennial kingdom and rule this earth. Rule this earth. Why? Because Satan is done. Satan is in the bottomless pit. Satan has been bound for a thousand years. Men will repopulate the earth. Men will be able to serve the Lord. And justice will reign. Christ will rule with what? A rod of iron. Do you hear what I said? Jesus is going to rule. Jesus is going to rule. With rider, no dictators, nobody telling somebody the Republicans and the Democrats and the Independents ain't no more voting, ain't no more wars, no more. Why? Because Christ is ruling. Since Christ is ruling and he's called the Prince of Peace, there will be peace in the valley. Oh, that song, that song, that song, there will be peace in the valley one day. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the water covers the sea. In other words, we ain't going to know nothing about nobody else but Jesus Christ. We're going to examine everything that Jesus Christ said he was. During the millennial reign, the world will witness Jesus Christ ruling out of Jerusalem. They will witness the nail prints in his hand. They will witness every mark that he received at Calvary. They're going to see the King of kings and the Lord of lords forever during the millennium reign. And men will have an opportunity to accept Jesus, to accept Jesus Christ during the millennium reign. Satan will be bound. There will be no hindrance of wicked spirit roaming the earth because the world will be covered with the knowledge of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
And in that day, there shall be a root of Jesse, who shall stand as a banner to the people. For the Gentiles shall seek him, and his resting place shall be glorious. It shall come to pass that in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again a second time and do what? To recover the remnant of his people who are left. Who is the remnant of his people? The Jews. The Jews are going to be recovered during the millennium reign. Hallelujah. Praise God. Look at here. The Jews are going to come back in the land. Of course, they're already back in the land. But God is going to bring back a remnant from the Assyria and Egypt and Petros and Cush and Elam and Sinar and Hamathah and the Isles of the Sea. He will set up a banner for the nation and will assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. Let me tell you something, my friends, my loved ones, my ones out there that need to know who Jesus Christ is. It's going to get better for the world and for the saints of God. It's going to get better for Israel. It's going to get better for every born-again believer that accepts Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. The world is on his last leg. The world can't last for too much longer. Satan is ripping it apart. He's tearing up everything that comes in his way. But the only thing that will ever stand and hold his peace is the body of Christ. And the body of Christ was explained by Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, up on this rock, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And he said, I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom. Well, Jesus has been working on the church for 2,000 years, and you take 4,000 years and put 2,000 years onto it, you've got 6,000 years that Satan has roamed the earth and trying to destroy the people of God. But at the end of the tribulation period, he will be bound into the bottomless pit. And Jesus Christ will destroy the armies of the world at the battle of Armageddon. And after the battle of Armageddon and Satan will be bound, God is going to reestablish the millennial kingdom. The millennial kingdom. The kingdom in which God will rule. In the 20th chapter, in the 20th chapter of Revelation, it reads, fourth verse, fourth verse, let's read what it says. And I saw thrones, and they that sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. When I saw the souls of them that had been beheaded, for the witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not, listen to this now. This is Bible. This is B-I-B-L-E. This ain't no comic book. This ain't good housekeeping. This ain't no penthouse. This ain't no playboy. This is God's word. He said, and I saw the throne of them that sat on them, and the judgment was committed to them. And when I saw the souls of them, they had been beheaded for the witness to Jesus for the word of God who had not worshipped the beast nor his image 
and had not received his mark forehead or on their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Lord, have mercy. This is what happened here. What happened here, Brother Bazaar? Well, these are the tribulation saints that came through the tribulation period. A seven-year tribulation period is yet to be fulfilled on this planet. It's getting ready to come here. And when it comes, it's going to come in a, a mighty way. It's going to come because God said, I'm going to remove the body first. I'm going to remove the church first. And after I remove the church, the Antichrist will arrive. When the Antichrist, <coughs> excuse me, when the Antichrist arrives, he will rule the world for seven years. The first three and a half years, he will make a covenant with Israel. He will make a covenant with Israel after the rapture of the church. The Antichrist today is alive. I'm telling you this. I lay my life on this. The Antichrist is alive today. He's in Western Europe. He's 55 years old. He's been on the throne for the last since 2014, his father gave him the throne in 2014 because he had got too old, and so now he's a king of Spain. Spain is the, what is the eleventh horn? Spain is the eleventh horn spoken by Daniel the prophet. Daniel the prophet said, "I saw ten horns, and after I saw ten horns, I saw another little horn come up." And this another little horn represents the 11th country that came into the European common market, known as NATO. NATO exists today, and the 11th horn is on the prowl. The 11th horn is yet to be fulfilled, and it will be fulfilled very, 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 very soon. How soon? Sooner than you think he's going to come. 2023 is a dynamite year. 2023 is going to be an eye-opener. 2023 is going to be a unique year like never before in human history. Everybody looking for another president. Everybody looking for another voting uh, thing. But let me tell you, there ain't going to be no war. There's going to be a world dictator that come on the scene because they don't ran out of candidates. And folks is tired. They're tired. They're tired of the cheating and the conniving and the thing that they promised. They're tired of men lying to them. But let me tell you, the one that's coming is going to tell a big lie, and the people are going to believe it. Listen, there's a marking coming called the mark of the beast. The fourth verse tells you in 20th chapter of Revelation, I saw the thrones and they that sat on them and the judgment was given. Was committed to them, and I saw the souls of them that had been beheaded for the witness of Jesus. Jesus Christ said, Now, if you receive the mark of the beast, and the mark is here, the computer chip is here, the technology is here, people are getting ready to what? Mark the human race. The human race will be marked by a computer chip in the right hand or on the forehead. Here it is. Here's, here's the modern technology in the fourth chapter of Revelation. Revelation talks about 
the new technology that men are going to use. And he said, a witness for Jesus and for the word of God who had not worshipped the beast or his image. It's going to be an image. Listen to what it says. It's an image of the beast. It's going to be set up in Jerusalem. The image of the beast is going to be set up in Jerusalem. The image is going to be set up in Jerusalem after the Jews built the temple in 2023. They're going to build a temple, and they're going to have the Antichrist to come on the scene, and the Antichrist is going to verify and sign a peace treaty saying that they have a right to rebuild the temple. And when they get down to the first three and one-half years, the Antichrist is going to turn on the Jewish people and desecrate the temple and be dethrone the Ark of the Covenant and say, look, I am tired of this. I'm going to sit in the temple. The Antichrist is going to turn on the Jews, and he is going to abomination, desolation, spoken by Daniel the prophet. He's going to set up the mark of the beast, the mark of the beast, the image of the beast. Man is already being programmed with superheroes. From Superman to Captain Marvel, down to Captain America, Wonder Woman, all these superheroes is demonic demons, devils, setting up for the new world order, the dictator that's coming under the influence of Satan. Satan is going to bring the last dictator, the most horrifying dictator that ever struck this planet. We thought Hitler was bad. We thought Napoleon was bad. We thought it, uh, uh, he killer of the Huns, killers of the Huns. We thought all these dictators were real tough. But this one that's coming will be what? He will be the raw devil in the flesh. The Antichrist will become the beast. When Satan incarnates himself, listen to what I'm saying, incarnates himself in the Antichrist, the Antichrist becomes the beast, and he becomes the residue of the earth. He becomes so ferocious that he will control, listen to what I'm saying, he will control the religious order, he will control the economical order, he will control the 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 economy. He will rule the world with an iron fist. He will be the eleventh horn spoken by Daniel the prophet. He will set up his abomination, the desolation in the temple when the Jews get through building it. The Jews now are participating in rebuilding the temple. They got to have a third temple. The Jews got to have a third temple. Jesus Christ cannot come until the temple is built, and the Antichrist cannot come. But before Jesus Christ comes to this earth, the, the Antichrist coming first. And he's going to try to take the place of God in the temple. And the Bible tells me exactly what the Antichrist is going to say when he gets inside the temple. Listen to what he said in the book of what? Thessalonians. In the Second book of Thessalonica. In the second book of Thessalonica, the 
Apostle Paul writes this word. This is what he said. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come unless the fallen away first. And the man of sin, the devil, the Antichrist, is revealed, the son of perdition, the wicked one. Now, this is him. This is exactly what he's talking about. No doubt about it. Don't let nobody fool you. Don't let nobody make a fool out of you. Don't let nobody uh, 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 stupefy you. He said that day shall not come except there be a falling away. Falling away from what? Falling away from what? The cross. The cross is not preached in the world today. Not like it's supposed to be. Men are not preaching the cross. They're not preaching the crucifixion. They're not preaching the crucifixion is the only way a man can receive Christ is through his birth, death, and the resurrection. And he's got to repent. And the world is not preaching it. They're preaching do good works, look good, sing good, dance good. That is not salvation. Salvation can come only by who? Jesus Christ, his birth, his death, and his resurrection. So there's a falling away. The man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exhausts himself. This is Antichrist. Above all, all gods, above all that is called God. Anybody that's called God, this Antichrist says, I'm above the God of heaven. I'm above all gods. There's no God higher than me. This is what the Antichrist is going to throw his propaganda out there. When he throw his propaganda out there and desecrate the temple and set up the idol and set up the image, the world is going to wonder, wow, this man is powerful. Why? Because what he's going to do and what he's going to go through is nothing ever happened on this earth like what's going to happen to him in the middle of the tribulation period. I'm going to put an insert in and i got to put this in there. What's going to happen? The Antichrist is going to be assassinated. And he's going to lie in the morgue for three days. And Satan is going to do a duplicate of a fake, low-down, crooked, dirty, filthy, fake resurrection of the Antichrist from the dead. He's going to be shot, lay in the morgue for three days, same way Jesus Christ did three days and three nights. And on the third day, he's going to rise up. Satan is going to incarnate himself in the Antichrist. He's going to become the beast. And then the world will say, who is like the beast? Who is able to stand against him? Who is able to resurrect himself? Who is able to do this? And guess what? There's nobody ever done that but one time, Jesus Christ. And that was the true Messiah. But this fake, phony Messiah is going to try to do a duplicate through the power of Satan, and the world is going to say, oh, this is Christ. This is God. Let's worship him. Listen to what it says now. It says, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, or that is worshiped so that he sits, what? As God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. What temple? What temple is he going to sit in? The temple that the Jews are preparing now. They're working on it. 2023, woo dynamite. 
They got the five helpers. They got the priests. They got they they they're working on the Ark of the Covenant now. They got the measurement of the temple. They got just about how long it's going to take to build the temple. They're ready. They're ready. They're ready. They're ready. There's five rabbis. No, there's three rabbis in Israel say they know who the Antichrist is. They say they have talked to him. Whether that's true or not, I know one thing. The Antichrist will come from Spain. It will come from Spain. And his name is King Felipe. He's six foot six. He knows ten, ten languages. He's a four-star general. He belongs to the Illuminati. He belongs to the Baphomets. He belongs to secret societies. He belongs to every man-made secret society in the world. And he is going to be the king of the false messiah, and the Jews are going to receive him. Because Jesus already told him 2,000 years ago. He said, if I come in my father's name, you will not receive me. And Jesus came in his father's name, and 35 A.D., the Jews rejected him. And then Jesus said, if I come, if another man come in his own name, you will receive him. And the Jews today is going to receive the Antichrist. Oh, my God, my God, my God. This is so awesome. This is so awesome. The church is sleeping and slobbering. The church is relaxed. The church is having a ball. The church is going to parties. The church is doing all kind of worldly, worldly activities. They call it church. The preachers are lying. The sisters are giving their bodies. They're committing adultery and backbiting and, cruc- and, 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 and criticizing. The church is sleeping. Jesus Christ said, if you don't repent, I'm going to remove the candlesticks. And there's a lot of churches today, Christ has removed the candlestick because they won't repent. They won't turn from their wicked ways. That's why the church will become so loose. So loose. Oh, let me tell you, the preachers are cohabitating with the members. Men with men and women with women and women is lesbianism, getting up preaching and telling people uh, that Jesus Christ, what? No, you better sit down somewhere. Jesus Christ said, you must be born again or you cannot see the kingdom of God. Look at Thessalonians 2nd chapter. We read exactly where the Antichrist is headed. He's in Madrid, Spain now, and he's on his way what to what? Jerusalem. But he can't come up until what? The church is removed. When the church is removed, then the Antichrist will show up. And when he show up, the world will be waiting, waiting. The world will be shocked. The world will be shocked when the rapture occurs on this planet. 
You talking about shock. How shocked it is going to be. Apostle Paul said in a moment of a twinkling of an eye. Let's get it. Let's get it in the words. I don't want to be saying nothing that ain't in the words. Let's see what the words say. Where it says in Thessalonians, Thessalonians, amen, let's see what it says, it says the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with the shout, with the voice of our angels, it don't seem like it now, a lot of people, oh man, I've been hearing that so long. The Lord himself said to send from heaven with a shout. God, Christ is going to shout. The Lord God Almighty is going to shout with the voice of an archangel and the trump of God and the dead, what? In Christ. Not the dead church member, but the dead in Christ. Not a dead Baptist, but the dead in Christ. Not a dead Presbyterian, but a dead in Christ. Not a dead Catholic, but hey. Dead in Christ, those that died in Christ, not by no membership. The dead in Christ, what? We'll rise first. Then we who are alive and remain, remain, shall be caught up. That's the rapture, but rapture is not found in the Bible. But the the word rapture means to be caught up together with them in the clouds. To what? Meet the Lord, meet the Lord, meet the Lord, where? In the air. We're going to meet him in the air, see? We're going to meet him in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. That is what you call the rapture of the church. Christ will literally rapture the church and then the Antichrist will arrive. He will arrive from Western Europe. He will arrive from Madrid, Spain. He will arrive because he's the king of Spain, King Philippi. I'm going to get some more information. I got a whole lot of information on him. Amen. I'm going to, amen, next round I come, I'm going to break it down for you. He's alive today. Foot six. My Lord, my Lord. And his father was considered as being the king of Jerusalem from 1975 until 2014. The Jews consider Juan Carlos, Juan Carlos to be, amen, the Antichrist, but he was not the Antichrist. He was the father of the Antichrist. The father of the Antichrist, his father, King Felipe, is the son of Juan Carlos. And he gave him the throne in 2014, and now it's 2022, and he has been in the kingship from 2014 until 2022, which is about, oh, eight years, eight or nine years. And the Jews of Jerusalem got their Torah out. They got all the scriptures out. They got all the timeline out. And they're saying that their Messiah is due. Now, listen to me. 
They saying that their Messiah is due in 
this will be the seventh millennium, the last sixth millennium, Satan messed it up, and he's going to try to mess up this last millennium. And those that receive Christ during the millennium reign will go into eternity, and those that reject Christ during the millennium reign will go into everlasting destruction and burn with brimstone and fire. And after that, millennium reign, the battle of Gog and Magog, after it's all over, God says, now, now, it's time for the final great day, the final day of judgment. The 20th chapter of Revelation, we're still in it. Listen. The 11th verse, John the Revelator says, Then I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heavens fled away, and there was Found no place for them. Well, when this great white throne comes into the picture, the heavens and earth is going to fall back. You understand what I'm saying? It's going to fall back. It ain't going to be destroyed, but it's going to fall back. So it's making room for the wicked dead to be judged. It's going to make room. And listen what it says. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face of the earth and the heavens fled away. And there was found no place for them. In other words, they were suspended in eternity. They were sitting right in the middle of eternity. And as they were sitting in, in the midst of eternity, the 12th verse says, And I saw the dead, those that don't know God, those that were cut off from God. Listen, small and great standing before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the book. These are the wicked dead. These are the wicked people that from the time of Cain all the way over to the end of the millennium reign of Jesus Christ, all the wicked people that ever lived will be resurrected standing before the great white throne. They will stand before the great white throne and stand before God and the books will open. The book of life, the dead was judged according to their works and the things which they were written in the book. And the sea gave up the dead who were in it. And death, listen, and death and Hades Delivered up the dead who were in them, 
and they were judged, each one, billions of people. You hear what I said? I said billions of people, wicked armies, wicked people, liars, whoremongers, unbelievers, racial, racial, uh, what do you call it? Racial, people with racial hatred. Every wicked, low-down, dirty, rotten thing that Satan has damned souls with, they will stand. Good God Almighty. All the world leaders that were wicked, all the liars, all the wicked women that were wicked, all the wicked men, all the wicked children that were wicked, will stand before the great white throne. All the church folks. You hear what I said? I said all the church folks that tried to fool God and use God and trick God, but never but never, this is what I'm saying, but never receive Christ. Never. You can live 100 years. You can live 500 years. You can live 50 years. And all those 50 years or 500 years that you live, if you have never accepted Jesus Christ during the time of your lifetime and you die, you are going to stand before the great white throne. And, buddy, you talking about, woo, you talking about awesome. You talking about terrifying. It'll make your liver quiver when you stand before God Almighty and you're going to have to give him an answer to every minute, every hour, every second, every day, every year that you live upon this earth. And you are going to give an answer. And God's going to give you a book. Everybody got a book of your life while you was here on earth. When you open that book, if you could read it, it says, loss, no Christ. And if you die, have mercy, Jesus. Have mercy, Jesus. Have mercy, Jesus. You die without Jesus Christ. And you never accepted him. You never were born again. You never were redeemed. You never were sealed with the Spirit until the day of redemption. You never were sanctified. You never were justified. You never repented of your sins and confessed the Lord Jesus Christ with your mouth and believed with your heart. If you never did that in your life and you never accepted Jesus Christ, you will be at the great white throne. And the Bible says this at the close. It says, and the sea gave up the dead that were in it, and death and Hades 
delivered up the dead were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades, uh-oh, death and Hades were cast into what? The lake of fire, which is a second death, the second death, Gehenna, brimstone, the second death, and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of, now this is Bible, this is Bible, brother, brothers and sisters, this is Bible. This is Bible. That ain't me. Anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire, and the lake of fire is forever. Forever. You will forever burn without being destroyed. You will burn in a lake. And they will have to cast you into the lake. Nobody will walk on their own to the lake. The angels will pick you up and cast you into the lake. Why? Because your sins were never forgiven. Your sins were never washed in the blood of the Lamb. Your sins was never cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Your soul is foul. Your soul is defiled. Your soul is cut off from God. You will have to spend hell in hell by yourself and pay eternally, 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 eternally for your sins because you refuse, you refuse, you reject. You laughed at, you went to church, you sung in the choir, you chewed your tobacco, you drunk, you had your women, you whoremongers, you whores, and you prostitutes, and you fornicated. Guess what? You will pay for your own sins because you refuse to let Jesus Christ pay for your sins. This is real. This is real. Because if you if I'm lying, if I'm lying to you. And if I'm lying to God, if I'm lying to God or what he says in this word, if I don't tell the truth what's in this word, then I'm lying. But if I'm lying with anything else, I will die and go to hell. But see, you can't lie. When you receive the Holy Spirit, you cannot lie. What you mean, preacher? When you receive the Holy Spirit, you can say that Jesus Christ is Lord with power, and you cannot deny him because the Holy Ghost cannot deny itself. Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God forever. Nobody can turn me around. Jesus Christ said, no man can pluck you out of my out of my father's hand. I got you forever. And when you become a child of God, you're a child of God forever. Ooh, even if you backslide, because the Bible said he's married to a backslider. And a backslider is a person that leaves. He leaves his first love. He don't love the Lord 
God with all his mind, all his soul, all his heart. You backslidden. And if you backslide, Christ says, I'm married to you. There's three three souls that's in danger, the hypocrite and the sinner. Their souls are in danger of hell's fire, the hypocrite and the sinner. The hypocrite is somebody that pretends that they know Jesus Christ and don't know him. Jesus Christ said, in that day, many should say, Lord, Lord, have not we prophesied in your name? We cast out devils. We done marvelous works. Don't you know us? I know you know us. We shouted. We ran up and down. We fell out. We, we fell. We spoke in tongues. Lord, don't you know us? We laid our hands on the sick, and they were healed. We shouted, and we know you know us. And Jesus said, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. I don't know you, and that's why I thank God. I know God knows me because he sealed me with the Holy Spirit. And when it's so the Spirit verified that now I am a child of God by faith. Not by works, least any man should boast. My friends, we're living in the last days. Really, as far as churches opening up and and being renewed, it ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen. They're sleeping. They're slobbering on themselves. They're not looking for the second coming of Jesus Christ in the Book of Sardis. In the book of Revelation, it spoke about Sardis. He says that there's a few in there that's, that, that the garments have been spotted. He said, but Sardis, you you failed. You failed. You didn't, you didn't follow up on the return of Jesus Christ. Y'all stopped. And the return of Jesus Christ is Revelation. And the, and the churches, they stopped preaching it. They ain't preaching it. Preachers ain't preaching it. Some, there's, some, there's a few out there preaching it, but as general, oh, no, 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 you have, the candlesticks have been removed from you when you don't continue to preach from Genesis to Revelation. The candlesticks are moved out of the way. Why? Because you are not, you are not evaluating. You're preaching the cross. Very few are preaching the cross, but you're not preaching what's happened after the cross. What Jesus going to do after he died and rose again, been gone for 2,000 years. What is he getting ready to do now? He's getting ready to come back. He's getting ready to rapture the church. The tribulation is getting ready to happen. Amen. The 144,000 is getting ready. The two witnesses are getting ready. The Jews are rebuilding the temple. The Jews are getting ready to meet the false Messiah. And through that, they will actually eyes be open and recognize it's the wrong Messiah. Get ready, church. I'm getting ready to go home. Don't worry about trying to catch up with a revival because the church mind right now is not on a revival. It's going to take what? It's going to take 144,000 Jews to bring on a worldwide revival. It's going to take two witnesses Moses and Elijah to bring on a world revival. That's where you get your revival. 
but there's too much hanky-panky in the church, too much horror spirits in the church, too much lusting, too much money fiend, backbiting, criticizing people who really don't know the Holy Scripture or even know the law. They're playing a hypocrite. You cannot have a revival unless people turn from their sins. You cannot revive until the church be revived. And then the world can see what the church is all about. But the world is seen as a church today. They ain't no better than us. They're doing the same thing we're doing. Look at the preacher going with four or five women and, and, and messing with young girls and doing all this horror. Look at the Catholic Church. Look at the Baptist Church. Look at the Presbyterian Church. Look at the uh, uh, Pentecostal Church. It ain't no dreamboat in there. There's a lot of stuff going on that only God knows. And God said, if you don't repent, I'm going to remove your candlesticks. He tells the last church, look, y'all make me sick. You need a heart, you need a cold, you're lukewarm, you're messing around. I'm standing on the outside of the building, knocking on the door of your heart, and you won't let me in because you said I am rich, I have no need of nothing, and yet still you're blind, you're miserable, you're naked. And you're going to end up going right on in to the tribulation period and pick up that horse. The 17th chapter right now, 352 different kinds of religions is joining up with the Roman Catholic Church. Get ready for the world church. This world church will lead you right into the great whore, which is in the 17th chapter. They've got a golden cup in her hand, and she's drinking filthiness. She's drinking homosexuality. She's drinking lesbianism. She's drinking every low-down, dirty, rotten carnality sin that man is worshiping. This woman is sitting upon the scarlet beast. This is Elder G. Bizarre end time. Get ready. Jesus Christ is coming back. Russia is getting ready. Iran is getting ready. Israel is getting ready. Turkey is getting ready. Persia is getting ready. Iran is getting ready. Germany is getting ready. They're getting ready for what? World War III. And Israel is getting ready to defend her country against Iran. So get ready, church. What you need to do is you need to lay down some of that foolishness that you've been doing and act like you got this and you got this and what you got. You ain't got nothing but a lying spirit. Jesus Christ told us to be a witness for him. Jesus Christ told us to separate ourselves, come out from among them, and be ye separated, saith the Lord. Yet still the church don't mean it all up with these rap singers and jumping and shouting and running all over the floor and dancing for hours and hours and hours and hours when you get home. You can't even hardly go to work in the morning. And you think you done done something. You ain't done nothing until you repent and quit trying to pray God as your pimp daddy. Because God ain't pimping nobody. He ain't letting nobody pimp him. And what's going to happen, a lot of people going to pimp their way right on into hell. You better come on back. 
to the old landmark for the Lord is soon to come. This is Elder Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio. It's a blessing to break the word of life to you this evening. God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. He's worthy to be praised. I want you to know that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He will never change. He's an unchanging God. We are in an hour now where the world is shaken up. Murders, school shootings, missing children, missing grown-ups, church radicals, church confrontation, men are confused. We are in that time and hour that we need to recognize time out. The world is on its last leg. Next big order, next big things is going to happen and see. We're going to see it come out of Israel. We're going to see it come out of the Middle East. We're going to see it come out of Russia. We're going to see it come out of these five nations that are getting ready to join up with Russia and come down and swoop down up on Israel. That won't happen until after the rapture. It can't happen during the rapture because, number one, America might try to defend Israel, but after the rapture, there will be no Christian people up on the planet, not at all, none. There won't be one person up on this earth left if they're Christian. If they have accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, they will not be here on this planet. But if you just one of those church members that's been going to church for 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years and never experienced the power and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, you will be left here. That will break down the moral society of the United States because the moral society of the United States now is rotten. It's stinking up, trying to stink up heaven. But heaven, God stopping his nostrils. He's stopping his nostrils, but so the stench that's coming from some of these churches and some coming from the world and some of these churches and some of these preachers and some of these church members is stinking. God don't want it. And he's not going to accept it. I want you to know y'all have to continue to pray for me. And I continue to preach the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm not preaching from no other book but the word of God. I'm preaching from Genesis to Revelation. The Bible covers the period of 7,000 years. I say the Bible covers the period of 7,000 years. And we in the 6,000 years now. The 7,000th year will be fulfilled during the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. And the world that you see now is going to change after the tribulation period. Satan will be bound, then let loose. When he's let loose, 
he will be cast into the lake of fire, and the great white throne will occur, and God will cleanse the earth of all sins. The only sin that God will deal with during the millennium reign is the sin of unbelief. It's going to prove to man that man is exceedingly sinful and that there's one sin you cannot blame on the devil. The slew foot, pitiful, no good for nothing, demonic, demon, fallen cherubim is good for nothing, and there's one sin you can't blame him on, and that is unbelief. Because the devil, the devil, the devil believes. He believes. And when he believes everything that God says, everything that God says he's going to do, he shakes and trembles at the name of Jesus Christ. Because he knows his day is coming. And all those that loving the devil now and crazy about the devil and doing the devil's work, and speaking for the devil, working for the devil, lying for the devil, whoremonging for the devil, guess what? They're going to die without Christ if they don't accept him and bust hell wide open. And one place you don't want to go when you die, one place you don't want to go, and that is the lake of fire. You don't want to go to hell. There is no mercy there. There is no help there. There is no joy there. There is no coffee breaks. There is no golfing. There is no nothing. There is no marriages. There is no bars. There is no whorehouses. If it is anything close to a whorehouse, it ain't gonna be. It ain't gonna be fun. And the devil is gonna chew you up and spit you out and say, "Ha ha ha! I got you." I got you. I got you for y'all. He don't have to say that. You can come to Jesus Christ right now and give your life to Christ. Repent of your sins and turn from your wicked ways. Lord, I've been trying to prove you. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm just tired of this going over and over. I'm tired of these drugs. I'm tired of of these sex motivation things that I'm having. I'm tired of being a homosexual. I'm tired of being a lesbian. I'm tired. I need something in my life that can change me and make me a new person in Jesus Christ. Because Christ was never, never, never took part in any kind of sin, and that sin that you doing, he's paid for it. By him paying for it, he can make you new, just like he's new. Don't die without Christ. You can come to him right now. Pastor Paul said, if you confess with your mouth and breathe with your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, he said, thou shalt be saved. And if you get saved, God will lead you to a place where you can get some help and some instruction because the Holy Spirit will be your guide. I know what I'm talking about. He led me. And he's still leading me. It's the Holy Spirit that's leading me. It's 
The Holy Spirit is guiding me. It's the Holy Spirit that gives me comfort. It's the Holy Spirit that keeps me in my right mind. It's the Holy Spirit that woke me up this morning. It's the Holy Spirit. It's God himself in the Spirit through his son, Jesus Christ. And he can do the same for you. He can do the same for you. You don't have to take nothing from Satan. Nothing. Low down, dirty, backbiting critter. And he's out to do one thing. Stop you from going to heaven. That's what he's trying to do. Stop you from going to heaven. And one thing he can't stand. One thing he can't stand. One thing he can't stand. He can't stand the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because he knows that Christ paid for your sin. And the only thing you've got to do is come to him and he'll forgive you and save your soul. Save your soul forever and from the lake of fire. Come to him. He will bring you through. He will keep you. He will keep you out guaranteed. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ. This is Elder Bazaar. Coming to you from Warren, Ohio. Don't let nobody tell you that Jesus Christ is not coming back to this earth. People are losing their mind every day. People are going crazy. People are jumping off a building. People are taking overdose. People are doing everything to try to get this monkey off of their back. And the monkey, is the demons and devils and Lucifer and the dragon determined to take you to hell with him because he is going to hell. He's going to burn in hell. He's going to be tormented forever in hell. And he said, I want to take all that I can with me. I'm trying to deceive every last person on this. That's the devil. This is the devil now. I'm trying to deceive every last person on the earth. Whatever they do, you really don't have to accept Jesus Christ. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Tell your mama, tell your papa, tell your dog, tell your cat, tell everything that you can see and have life in their breath, in their body. You've got to have Jesus Christ before you can ever live with Jesus Christ in heaven. Because no sin whatsoever, none, N-O-N-E, N-O-N-E, none will ever enter in God's presence anymore. We are going to have a brand new body, a sinless body. We will be perfect. We will be sinless that we will never see, feel, or do anything against God forever, no more. Why? Because we got a spiritual body, and that spiritual body is a body like Christ. Woo! This is so wonderful. What profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? What could you give a change for your soul? Nothing. Nothing can deliver you from hell but the blood of Jesus Christ. This is Elder Bazaar. Love every one of you out there. I hope you got something from this this evening. I hope you understand what I'm talking about and where I'm coming from. 
I'm not coming to you as somebody don't don't know who Jesus Christ is. I know who Jesus Christ is, and I know what he can do. He can save your soul. You only got one. And Jesus Christ's advice is, don't go to hell. Jesus Christ's advice is, accept him. If you accept him, you can have eternal life. Live, 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 live forever. And that ain't all. Just live. And guess what? Walk on the streets of gold. Transparent gold. Eat from the trees, uh, fruit trees in the midst of the garden. Live forever and just enjoy forever. No more dull, rainy, cloudy days. No more lying and cheating and backbiting. No more bars and race strife. No more killings and no more wars. No more. Now, what the devil going to give you? What the devil gonna give you? No, you want you want party and you want to dress up and you want to do what you want to do. You want to enjoy this life here and say, well, when I get through enjoying this life here, I'll go to heaven. But let me tell you, you've got to forsake the world and everything in it. If you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. Because to tell me, the world's an enemy against God. God is against the world and all his laws and all his government and all this stuff that he's doing. God said, I hate it. I want you to walk in my image. I want you to walk after my son. Pick up your cross daily and follow me. I'll give you eternal life. You'll get to live with me, talk with me, sit on my throne. You'll get to see other worlds. You'll get to see other other avenues that God has that the eyes have never seen, the ears have never heard, the things that God prepared for them that love him. Come on, church. Ain't you kind of tired of this slowful church meetings and church programs and, 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 and things that's going on in the church that hurt your feelings and you got your feelings? Ain't you tired of that? You need Jesus Christ. You need Christ in your life. Things that you know you're still doing, you call yourself a Christian, you need Christ in your life. You need to say, Lord, shake me, wake me. Don't let me sleep too late. I want you to come on in. Except you repent, shall likewise perish. This is Elder Bazaar. I love every one of you out there. I just don't know how to express myself anymore, but I'm going to continue on to preach this word of God. I want y'all to continue to pray for me deeply. Amen. Sometimes I get a little weary. Sometimes I'll be hearing myself repeating and repeating, but I got to do it. I got to do it. Time is far spent. As we go on into 2023, before a month and a half, we'll be in 2023, fasten your seatbelt in the word of God. Because that's the only thing going to stand in these last and evil days. This is Elder G. Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio. Why don't you continue to pray for my brother, Tim Jackson, 
Pray for Brother Derek Oliver. Amen. All those boys down there trying to get the gospel out. And pray for me that I'll be what God wants me to be in his last and his evil days. Not looking for nothing, one thing. Only thing I'm looking for is souls to be saved. In Jesus' name I pray. God bless you. See you Sunday evening, 5 o'clock. Come on out. Amen. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 